0: Hi, this is Ann. This is Kayla. This is Sam. And we are here to talk about something known as connected learning and what it is in
1: the classroom. Have you guys ever heard about connected learning before this class? Honestly, I haven't. And I think just like going over a lot of the articles that we looked at, I've grown to learn what it's all about. And honestly, I think it's so important to incorporate into the classroom
2: agreed to expand on what kayla said i really didn't hear about it before this class either um being in the art field i don't really think they touch on connected learning as much as they should um but it's really cool to learn about it now and see how we can implement it in those fun ways that we're going to discuss
0: yeah because i think back to when i was in school and the whole point about about connected learning is taking those relationships with interest and those opportunities and i obviously had interest in when I was in school but I don't remember anything ever kind of being touched upon but I know that myself as a teacher I'm always trying to incorporate like my students interest like one of the articles talked about in the reading I talked about Fortnite and how the kids were bonding on Fortnite, and I see my students do that in the classroom now like we even made an among us science review game and the kids like all got hundreds on it and I never really had anything like that when I was in school (laughs) so seeing stuff like that is like so interesting to me
1: yeah i feel like even just like bringing in like relationships just having kids um be with their peers and discuss their interests and to see that maybe there is a community out there that can you know discuss their interests with each other um even just you know going back i'm a student teacher so just seeing kids' interest in either they love rainbow friends. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) They love just, you know, talking about that and how that relates to even just topics in school um, and just having that opportunity to talk with their friends about um, certain subjects and just being in a relationship or um, talking about their interests. I think it's really cool for them to have that. Yeah, I think what's
2: really special about connected learning um, is something that I personally think we take for granted, depending on where you come from. And the article actually does a really good job of mentioning connected learning in this way, but a lot of lower income and a lot of areas that can't really afford to be connected, if you will, um, are starting to change and make that transition, which we'll talk a little bit about. Um, which brings a little bit more inclusion and diversity into everything. So I think that's what I'm most excited to talk about. Um, just I, you guys, I think all came from Long Island. So you guys know, you know, how much technology and how much access we had. And you think about some of the people they mentioned in this article and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's insane that they didn't even have access to like a part three curriculum. Like we looked at throughout the semester. So.
0: Yeah. Like what you're talking about with um, the lower income families, there's actually something about in the reading where even the parents who didn't have a lot of money and they were from low-income families, they were trying to find so many different ways to sponsor their children's interests, even with mm-hmm. those, those financial ba- barriers. And they were able to lead those relationships. Like a big thing, like one of the biggest thing with connected learning is the support. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of, it's so much peer culture. And when students have these connections and they feel comfortable around others and they make those relationships they will feel so much more comfortable in expressing those and reaching out those opportunities so I feel like in my like in my eyes the relationships are such a core part of it because if you feel comfortable like the article says the uh, reading says that learners need to seal a sense of belonging and they feel like their Mm -hmm. contributions are meaningful when they know the people around them are there for them and supporting them and that's what we have to do in the in the classrooms. Educators too. It's not just at home. Hopefully, at home the parents are or guardians are also um, bring it in. But especially in the classroom, like you never want your students to feel like they cannot express who they are. And I think connected learning is a great way of allowing them to be themselves, and they're more motivated to participate.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Totally. I think that also what the article brought up was you know, like Tony-Ann had said and Sam saying about having a supportive community and being able just to feel comfortable and expressing themselves. And in the article, it says how they found that peer-supported aspect of connected learning contributed to, you know, young people's persistence and, you know, wanting to do well in school. And the skills that they were developing um, at the program that was discussed were transferable and that um, they were more likely to develop networks of similar interests um, with their capable peers and mentors. Ooh, That's what makes, I think, connected learning so
2: special, is that if we take the word connected as a whole and we kind of separate it from being connected to technology and think about it in terms of connection. So, like, we broke it down, um, Tony, ann and um, Kayla, you guys really broke this down easily but between the relationships opportunities and the interests which we're kind of going over right now um, connected learning I think the word itself means so much more than being connected to technology there's so much more that goes into it that you guys are mentioning
0: yeah like even talking about like the three aspects I know um, actually on the connected learning lab page which is um, made by people who were kind of designing canton learning it talks about a young girl named abigail and it was actually really funny reading her story because it says that abigail was an avid fan of pop culture such so as Harry Potter and the boy by One Direction which is literally me I was obsessed with One Direction and I am a Harry Potter dork so I really enjoyed reading <laughs> this part. Yes. And it said that her relationships um caused her to start writing on Wattpad, which I also did when I was younger which I'm embarrassed to admit about but um, <laughs> but she actually was able to she found a community that supported her writing, and she felt comfortable. Which I know, like when I was in school, people found out I wrote that I got made fun of. But I'm glad that she was able to find this community, and it ended up those relationships feeling so comforting led her to experience these opportunities, and she realized she wanted to be a professional writer. And she even applied and got accepted into a specific school creative writing program at a high school um, because she realized from just her interest of One Direction, and Harry Potter. And writing cute little silly fan fictions on Wattpad, she discovered with the support of her family and friends and an online community that she wanted to pursue this. So, although there's always the things, like I remember when I loved One Direction, my parents like, it's just a phase. And I'm like, it's not a phase. You don't get it. <laughs> Fast forward a few years, I don't listen to them anymore and they broke up. But with this individual, it literally changed her life. There's actually the movie after, if you've ever seen that. Yes, yes, in yes. That's, that's literally written after a Harry Styles fanfic. Uh, Anna Todd is the author, just yes. a subtle
2: flex in there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> after, after was literally. I remember reading it when I was like 12, like I was 12 years old reading after on Wattpad, and next thing I knew it was taken off. I'm like, why is it taken off? Of Wattpad? Oh, it's a real book now. Oh, it's a movie. So it's just <laughs> insane, like what a small interest. Like, she just liked Harry Styles and just wrote this, and now she's making movies and a best-selling author it's insane
1: yeah imagine
0: we were able to foster that more in the classroom what all of our kids could accomplish
1: yeah it's honestly crazy because like just like you said like one interest can like make someone you know that's what they want to do for the rest of their lives like that they want to make that their future career so i think it's so important just to like you know us as well me as a student teacher and you guys as being teachers or you know wherever we're at, wanting to become a teacher, I think it's just so important to hone in on those interests so kids can explore and just be engaged in activities that will help them become what they want to be.
2: Totally. And I think being an educator and or studying to be an educator or on the way to be an educator is super cool because a lot of the students that they mentioned, um, Kyle, I think, was another one that I'm looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of them were pushed by not only their parents and their guardians, but by educators um, to feel like they belong in a community. And I think that's what makes our job so important, especially as young educators, especially in the world that we live in now. You have to definitely kind of be sensitive to the topic of making everybody feel included. And like Tony Ann said, WAPAD, if that makes that girl feel included, then, <laughs> you know, it, it works. And I think that's what our main job is now, especially reading the connect, uh, Connected Learning, you can kind of focus a little bit more on that.
0: Yeah, especially like, this is my first year being a um, classroom teacher by myself. I used to be a sub, but now I'm like actually in my own room. And I'm able to develop these relationships between my parents and my students. And my students love Sonic more than anything in the world. <laughs> And it's funny because I grew up with Sonic. So, like, they're talking about Sonic. And I'm, like, talking. I'm, like, yeah, Shadow. He's, like, how do you know what that is? Like <laughs> <But laughs> I use it so many times to teach them and get them interested. Like, if they have to write something. I'm, like, oh, let's write about Sonic. Or mm-hmm. um, I have another student who just loves the letters. And he loves just, like, putting, looking at the letters. And I've been using his enjoyment of these felt letters to actually spell out meaningful words. And oh. it's it's insane. And also I have parent conferences every single month with my parents and I get to give them um, like what we're doing in classroom and what they can do at home. And it's so important because like I said, a huge thing is not only that peer support for the relationships, but the family support. And it even says in the reading that one of the main um, important things is having that supporting family and that sponsorship, the whole, like there's a sandboxing technique where it's, you can, um, kind of incorporate different things without fully going to it, like incorporating different um, opportunities to the students based off their interests at the mm-hmm. moment. And even with that, there's uh, a little in the Connected Learning Lab talks about the projects, how they do all these different projects to facilitate this connected learning and all of the different things that it can like lead to. There was just one thing that I said Sam would be interested in, which is kind of talking about um, the art section. And it's talking about, the use of arts inside and outside of the classroom and the opportunities that are provided to the students.
2: Yeah, it's what's so fun about art that people don't realize is that art can mean so many things um, as I've seen throughout the semester and through my one of my other courses that I'm taking this year, is art can be down to art itself, which is, I guess you could say like physical drawings and just hand to paper or hand to digital something. Um, music, through dance, through acting. Art is so vast in what it could be. So when it comes to combining connected learning and art, I think educators like myself often have an easier time than most because art, it kind of does it for you. And they mentioned that a few times in here about how students are often more interested in the arts because of that option because it's available and you can get connected easier um which is really fascinating uh to me because I didn't really I wasn't pushed until I was much older into the arts I would say like middle school Mm -hmm. I don't know how if you guys had a really good relationship with your musicians and your art teachers of the world and your drama departments Mm
1: -hmm. no I feel like (laughs) not really but I feel like it (laughs) more, you know, prominent, because I feel like so many kids are drawn to those things. Like just even with art, like, it's just another way to express, you know, your feelings, or just, you know, how you're feeling for that day. So just having those like interests and those opportunities for kids to, you know, express themselves, it's another way for them to learn. And just, you know, just even with parents, like having their kids do outside activities, too, Um, And just creating that opportunity for kids to play um, and just have some guidance of, you know, having them express their interests and without causing them to fail, um, they're able to just, you know, use what they like and they're able to express themselves and just having those opportunities, I think, supports them as learners because they're able to use those um their interests to plan for the future.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of looking and a little I, bit more yeah. at um sorry Sam. I'm a little looking a little bit more Go at a connected learning lab and it actually not even just with interests in general but there's also a project on the youth connections for well-being and mm-hmm. just kind of focusing on, especially ever, ever since the pandemic and everything going on, mental health has been rapidly declining, especially in younger students not being able to go to school as much and having these different things. And it has all of these different projects and posts about the way to connect these students based off of different, like this one says connecting bookworms and this one's saying exploring esports. So it's providing like different um kind of spaces depending on your interest if you are a sports person I mean a sport person if you're a video game person you're in esports <laughs> or if you are into books and you kind of engage yourself in reading to express how you feel and video games like I know I do that all the time both of them I mm-hmm. use both video games and books as like an escape from reality a lot of the time mm-hmm. and this is basically once again providing that kind of comfort to students and Um, not even just youth, older. Like I said, myself, I use this stuff to cope a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But just letting them know it's okay and they can feel and they can find others who are in the same boat as them and they don't feel as alone and they feel like they're making like a meaningful contribute to society. And I feel like that's like the biggest thing that people overlook is that this feels meaningful to them.
2: I think you said something really important that I want to touch on. You said, I go through this and I do this. So I understand. And I think that's really important with this connected learning assignment as a whole is this generation of teachers kind of has been through it. Not to say that past ones (laughs) haven't, but this one specifically has been through it and has goes through what these students are seeing, right? So I think What's really cool is you're now engaging these students in something that you have a familiar, familiar, (laughs) a familiar sense of familiarity with. Can't talk. Um, But I think that's what makes connected learning in this case a little bit more connected because we actually have our own experience to bring into the to the mix. I, I was an artist growing up and I was a musician and I wasn't I was a visual learner. So everything had to be on the computer. Everything had to be typed out for me. Um, And I also have ADHD. So I, you know, already from being neurodivergent was very, you know, stressed. So I can go into my classroom now and take my own experience and say, well, I didn't really like that. Maybe my kids won't like that. And I think that's why I connected learning as a whole was so fascinating to learn about. Um, Especially I wanted to touch on that, though, if you guys have any uh, feedback on that.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think also just, you know, allowing for different opportunities for all students in the classroom, just bringing up diversity aspects. So not just having one single thing that, you know, you know, having multiple um, subjects or, you know, different topics to bring up that the kids love. So just, you know, um, fostering the connected learning environment and being more open to diversity in the, in the classroom and just, you know, even just differentiating lessons to help kids um, and bringing in certain interests that they like and different opportunities for them. Um, I think it'll really help. And even just knowing that you as the teacher support them is such an important thing that I think all kids should feel comfortable with their peers and their teacher to just express themselves.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. and also like the the reading contracts upon this, but there's not a single thing that's going to be the same amount of meaningfulness to each student in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It that would be a beautiful blessing if it existed, but it doesn't, and mm-hmm. that's why, like you said, the diversity thing is so important. You have to make your classroom have an environment where they can explore these different roles and explore these different identities and these different. Um, kind of opportunities in the classroom based off of their different backgrounds or their experiences or their interests because not one there's not a single child that's the same and i feel like it's an important thing because we learned about like the learning styles and how um those are kind of a myth but this <laughs> itself is not people all kids are different and that's not to say they have a certain learning style but they have different interests and they have different ways of coping and building relationships and it's so important And we're kind of running out of time because I was timing this, so we're at nineteen minutes already. (laughs) Um, Oh wow! (laughs) But I feel like one thing that is very important that I want to ask both of you is: people always like say, not people always say, but I've seen when I was looking up some things that people mistake connected learning for just like having fun in the classroom. Like, oh, you just want the kids have fun, like like the Sonic thing I was talking about. I'm just giving them Sonic toys. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a big thing is that people don't understand the benefits that there is outside of the classroom, because it talks a lot about those networks. Mm -hmm. That girl, Abigail, ended up getting a job. Like she ended up going to school and who knows if she got a job? That girl, Anna Todd, she wrote that fanfic and now she's selling movies and books. So (laughs) I I was just curious um, what you guys thought about if you think it's beneficial outside of the classroom as well as inside of it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's just, it's so important because like we were talking about, If she never like discovered about her certain interests, she wouldn't become the creative writer that she, you know, wanted to be. And it's just, I think it's so important and it's not just for fun. Yes, it is fun because it's their interests, but it also has that educational side that teaches them and opens up different opportunities for them for different communities. So I think it's, you know, super beneficial outside of the classroom as well.
2: Totally. I mean, we discuss a little bit in this podcast, if we have to break it down by category, you know, relationships, opportunities, interests, and diversity. And those in my brain are just four main skills that we should just take into daily life along with connected learning. Mm -hmm. Um, It also falls into what we talked about a lot this semester with critical thinking skills. So is it useful outside the classroom? A hundred percent, because I feel like that's something, that's a skill that you'll take with you all the way through your professional career. Now, are the kindergartners thinking about that? No, nope. but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good skill to have because I feel like once you have <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> and they're very ambitious, the kindergartners. Of uh, once you have that, I feel like you definitely kind of keep it with you as you go throughout your educational career.
0: Yeah, but um sure. yeah, I just, I loved learning about this and I think it's so important, especially as myself as an educator I look back on my past education and I didn't really have that much experience with this and it makes me want to do better. And I want future educators to do better and be able to support our children. So you better get connected for free. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Connected. We love it. In the classroom. Once again, this is Tony Ann. This is Kayla. And this is Sam. And thank you for listening to our Connected Learning podcast. Bye. Bye.